many are getting rich, many are failing, and many have fallen in their faith. Learn how to become an overcomer in this end time through the anointed teachings of Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa. Pastor Ebenezer Okonifa is an emerging voice and a leader in this end time movement of faith. His message centers on faith, the Holy Spirit, and the realities of the new creation in Christ. He is a senior pastor of Overcomers Nation Church and president of Ebenezer Kronipa Ministries in Accra, Ghana. Become inspired, empowered, and enlightened as you listen to the life-transforming message of God's Word through His special servant. And now, today's message. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Somebody celebrate the Lord. Say, God is good. And all the time. God is good. And all the time. God is good. Amen and amen. And you continue seeing his goodness in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the Living God. Lift up your right hand, shoot it up like a a, 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 a gun, and say, Father, this morning I declare my heart is open and my mind is ready to receive with humility the word of God that can save my soul. Say, I'll be blessed. I'll be empowered, I'll be elevated by the power of God's word, and my life will never be the same again. Say, I will hear from the Lord, and I'll be instructed into the way of prosperity. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. Somebody shout a resounding amen as you take your seat in the presence of the Lord. Glory to Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Precious Holy Spirit. I am your servant. Use me this morning to minister your oracles unto your children. Let this list of clay be anointed to speak your mind and to speak your voice. And let your children be greatly empowered. Let our lives never be the same again. We do not come into your presence to live the same. No, we came to receive from you. Let it be that our testimony will be that God has done us well. In Jesus' precious name. Somebody shout a big amen. Give somebody a high five beside you and tell the person you will succeed in life. Now, I said, look at the person. Give them. Why are you doing that? Look at the person, whether it's your brother or your sister. You see, don't be familiar with that person. You see, a lot of times we become familiar with the people who are around us and then all of a sudden we start taking them for granted. But they are the next billionaires in town. I said, they are the next billionaires in town. Now look at the billionaires beside you and say that ah, you are going to succeed in life. Give the person a high five. Let the person hear the sound of the, of the clap. Hallelujah. Yes, when we come to the house of God, we should prophesy to one another. Listen, because you see, the Bible says that for, for we know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That how even though he was rich, he became poor for him. What do you think? Hallelujah. How many of us desire to see success in life? 
Listen to me, success in life is some one of the doctrines that the Bible teaches us about that God wants every one of us to attain. The Bible tells us in the book of Jeremiah chapter number 29, the verse number 11, this is what God has to say to us. He said, for I know the thoughts that I think concerning you. He said that they are not evil thoughts, but they are thoughts of good. Thoughts of good to give you a hope and a future. Other versions say that to bring you to an expected end. Other versions say to bring you to a desired end. There is an end that God has in mind the very day that you came into this earth. And whenever God begins to walk with somebody, he wants that person to do well. He wants that person to prosper. And he wants that person to succeed. He wants that person to to fulfill an assignment. Listen, when we talk about success, we are talking about the attainment of a goal. We are talking about achievement of something that has been purpose, something that has been an objective that is fulfilled. And God wants us to succeed. So in the book of Joshua, chapter number 1, the verse number 8, Joshua has just become the leader of the children of Israel, taking over from the servant of God, the prophet of God, Moses, a mighty man of a mighty man in the Lord. The Bible said that Joshua was wondering how he was going to fulfill his assignment as the leader of the Israelites to take them into the promised land and to lead them in the power with the glory and with the kind of uh, the kind of prominence that, uh, that Moses had. The Bible says that God told him in the midst of his contemplations uh, that be encouraged, uh, that have courage, uh, be courageous, be courageous. Uh, and he told him that he was going to show him what to do. He said, be strong and be very courageous. And in the verse number 8 of Joshua chapter number 1, the Bible says that God began to give him clear instructions towards an end. He said, this book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth, but you shall meditate therein day and night, and that thou mayest observe to do according to all that is written therein. He said, for then thou shalt make your way prosperous, and you shall have what? Good success. You shall have good success. You shall have good success. When Joshua went to the Lord, he did not even need to ask the Lord, that Lord, how can I be successful? God told him that I want you to be successful. I pray for someone under the sound of my voice. You will see success in life. I say you will see success in life. I say you will see success in life. Listen, if anything is not successful, it is thrown to the trash. When a manufacturer is producing a an item, the ones that do not are not successful in becoming what they were desired to be, they were they are taken as store rejecter. They are thrown to the trash. They are used for other things. Some of them are repurposed. Some of them are refabricated. But at the end of the day, they don't join the ones that end up in the glory of finished products. Listen to me. God wants you to succeed because the manufacturer of life is God Himself, and when He brought you into this world, there is a desired reason for which he brought you. And I pray for someone, you will not fail in that assignment. I say you will not fail in that assignment. In the name of Jesus, God wants us to succeed. God wants us to succeed. 
In our day and in our time, when we talk about success, we are looking at people with big companies. We are looking at people with big cars. We are looking at people with a name. You see one uh, somebody make a very silly comment and begins to trend on social media, and all of a sudden, the person says, I'm a celebrity. And sometimes I hear them speaking and saying, yes, celebrity for no. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. And, uh, 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 and, and just because of one trend, uh, oh, their names are all over the place. Uh, and it's, it's, uh, it's funny how society is becoming. Uh, because now you even see people encouraging little children uh, who are not even yet teenagers to be using insulting words just because they want something to trend. Uh, that tells you how society is being torn apart. Uh, you see how people with a uh, little graphic designing skills uh, and now they start fabricating lies uh, just because they want something to trend. Uh, and they think that uh, to be popular means to be successful. But no, that is not even the basic definition of success. You have not even yet started defining success if you think that to be famous is to be successful. To be successful means to fulfill an assignment, to fulfill a target, to achieve a certain goal that has been desired. Look, if, uh, if I, for instance, I, I, you know I can rise up and I can stand on this pulpit, on this lesson. I can stand on it, right? Can I stand on it? Can I stand on it? But should I stand on it? No. It was not made for me to be standing upon. It was not made for something to stand upon it. Or for a human being to stand upon it. Are you understanding? Are you understanding me? There is a reason for which it was made. When that reason is being fulfilled, then this prophet, even or this lesson, even though it may not be the most popular lesson, of course, is the most popular lesson in the whole world of Akamis lesson. Amen and amen. But if it is even popular without fulfilling what it has been, it has been purposeful, it has failed. So, success in life, in the eyes of God, is achieving what God has desired for you. What God has purposed for you to do on this earth. What God has programmed for you to achieve. Where God wants you to be. And it is the grand design, the grand purpose of the devil, of Satan, right from, the, right from before even a Garden of Eden, to cause the will of God to be subverted. To cause the purpose of God to be subverted. To push God's agenda out of where it is supposed to be. And when God cast him out of heaven. Oh, he came on his earth. And now his primary agenda is to cause humanity. The creation of God. Whom God created in his own image and likeness for a purpose. To deviate from the assignments. To deviate from their purpose. So you see, a lot of things are going wrong. Not because people are as bad as we think they are, but because Satan is working behind the scenes to cause them not to achieve what God has purposed for them to achieve. But you'll be exempted. I say you'll be exempted. I say you'll be exempted. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ, the Son of the living God. So God wants us to be successful. Now for a man to attain success in life, there are many factors that must apply. If you are going to do well, maybe God has given you an assignment that you are going to become a pastor. As a pastor, your assignment is to be a soul winner and to push church growth and to drive the, the, the discipleship of the, of the people of God for them to 
have fulfilled God's agenda and assignment concerning their lives. Maybe God has called you to be a businessman. As a businessman or as an entrepreneur, God has called you to set up companies and to come out with products and services that can bless humanity. Maybe God has called you to be a teacher. As a teacher, you are supposed to help to educate nations. Whatever it is that God has called you to, God expects you to be successful in it. And to be successful, many factors apply. One of them is self-discipline. Another we can talk about is hard work. Another we can talk about is being resilient. Another we can talk about is having a good network, having a good education, having so many things. So we look at we look at successful people and sometimes we ask them that what is the secret to your success? Do you know the amazing thing? Many of them don't even know how they got there. Many of them don't even know how they got there. But then when you ask them such a question, they must answer. So what do they do? They look into their lives and they try to identify some things that they do as habits. And that is how we got those self-discipline. We got those getting the right habits, having a good network, uh, hard work and all of those things. That's how they got it. But many of them don't really know how they got there. They don't really know how they got there. Some of them desire to be there, but how they got there and the speed at which they got there, it, they don't know. And so it brings me to a place of understanding that there's one very important factor if you are going to be successful in any agenda, whether as an athlete, as a businessman, as an educator, as a minister, there's one most important factor that you cannot do without, and it is called the abundance of the grace of God. God. The grace of God. The grace of God. Without the grace of God, you cannot be made in life. Without the grace of God, you will be stagnant in life. Without the grace of the grace of God, you will end up among the grass of men. But God has called us to be successful in life. And listen, it is the truth. It is the truth. Many people are more hardworking than even some of the CEOs that we know, some of the richest men that we know, some of the successful successful people that we know. Yet they are not able to attain even a, a, a hundred of their of their financial strength or a hundred of their relevance. If it was just about hard work, then laborers should be the richest people in the world. It was just about uh, self-discipline. Then uh, certain people who are in certain designations, like lawyers or even nuns and, uh, and priests, should be the richest and most successful people in the world. But it is the grace of God that brings success. Greatness is a product of the grace of God. If we are going to reign and we are going to do well in life, we need that component which is called the grace of God. The grace of God. As I studied the scriptures, as I got to know the Lord, and I studied the scriptures, I tried all kinds of avenues to do well in life. I tried all avenues to try to be relevant in life. But I realized that if God does not help you, you cannot help yourself. If God does not help you, you cannot help yourself. Let's quickly look at a few scriptures. Romans chapter number 5, the verse number 17. The Bible says that for if by one man's 
offense, death reigned, death reigned by one, much more, they which receive, look at that, abundance of grace, and of the gift of righteousness, they shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ, he said that if by one man's offense, Adam's offense, Adam's sin in the garden, death was introduced, God told Adam that on the day that you eat the fruit of this tree, you shall surely die, and the Bible teaches us that when they disobeyed they died in the spirit they were separated from God the, uh, um, uh, uh, Adam died at I think somewhere around 963 years of age and in the eyes of God a thousand years is as, like, like what a day so it means that in the eyes of God Adam still died in the same day so death began to reign and when death was reigning you see that in the process of time people were no longer even long, living long anymore so from the 900s, it came down to the 800s, it came down to the 700s, and then it came down to 500, and it came down to 120. It came down to 120. What was happening? Death was dominating. Death was dominating. Those days, there, were, there was nothing like car accidents. Diseases were not on the increase. So they were just dying as a result of natural, natural time. And they grow old and they die. They grow old and they die. But you see, when death began to reign, death began to look for more avenues to kill human beings. And so wars began to come, diseases began to come, hunger and famine began to come, fighting among men began to come, reducing the lifespan of humanity. Now, even by the time, uh, the, uh, by the time the psalmist was even writing, or uh, the psalmist was writing, this time it was Moses in the spirit, uh, he said that men, have, that age of men have reduced from 120 to about 70 years, and he said that even for you to get to 80 years, it is by dint of some strange strength. Why? Death was reigning. Death was reigning as an overlord, breaking down men. And you see, the purpose of death, can I tell you the purpose of death? The purpose of death is to end life. The purpose of death is to end life. So death was looking for ways. So the Bible said death reigned by one. But thanks be to God that in Christ Jesus there is a much more. The Bible said in Christ Jesus there was a 180 degree turn around. It said much more. They that receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness, they shall reign. Oh my God, I wish somebody will understand just like death was able to break down men, the Bible said there are a category of people who God has made, who God has released grace to turn the situation around. And to turn the situation around means that just like death was breaking down, they can also build up. They can also build up much more. They who receive abundance of grace, they shall reign. The Amplified Version is that they shall reign as kings. They shall reign as kings in this life. Listen, God has called us to reign as kings. But how do we receive the ability to reign as kings? It says that they that receive grace. Even to be a king, you need grace. Even to reign as a king. He says that they that receive abundance of grace. If you are going to do well in life, you need grace. Second Corinthians chapter number 9, the first number 8. The Bible says, for God is able, listen to this. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. Listen, he's still talking about grace over here. 
He said that you always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work. That all sufficiency over there is talking about financial empowerment. Getting so strong financially so that you can do anything at any time in the way, in any way that you want. Many of us, the clothes that we are wearing are not really the clothes that we want to wear. If we had had our way or we had had some money, we would have worn different clothes. Some of us, the way we came to church, it's not the way we wanted to come. If we had had our way, we would have come with some escalate. Amen and amen. We would have come with some, uh, what would we have come in? Somebody, I know you say Ben, so I've said it for you. What will you come in? Lexus, Jaguar, Lincoln, Navigator, G-Wagon, G-Wagon. Tesla, Land Cruiser, but because something has not reached somewhere, you came with the Lego dogs, <laughs> or with Lego bands, or with some Uber or some Trotter or some something. But the Bible is telling us that when grace abounds towards you, hallelujah, when grace abounds towards you, you receive ability, you receive sufficiency to be able to do everything that you are purposed to do. Grace. Grace. If we are going to be great in life, we need grace. One more scripture. Romans chapter 9, the verse number 16. The Bible says that, So then it is not of him that will it, neither of him that run it, but it is of God that showeth mercy. We need the grace of God. What then is grace? Grace is the God factor or God influence in the life of an individual producing uncommon results. Grace is God in the race to bring victory in that race. It's the God factor, God stepping in to help a man. That is grace. The influence of God to bring uncommon results. Whenever the grace of God is working, always uncommon results come out. Always uncommon results come out. In the book of uh, Genesis 26, the verse number 12 to the verse number 14, when God had blessed Jacob, when God had blessed Jacob, the Bible tells us about how he became rich. The man was in a land that was not his land. He was on his way to Egypt. And the Lord said, I stay in that land. When the man decided to stay in that land, and the Bible said, he sowed in the midst of famine. Everybody was planting and their crops were not coming. Everybody was planting and their fields were not, their fields were not growing. But the Bible said that in the same year, he sowed in the verse number 12. He planted in the land and he reaped a hundredfold. That is an uncommon result. How can you you receive a hundredfold in a dry in a dry land. At least say ten percent yield, or twenty percent yield, or five percent yield. Maximum thirty percent yield because you need water. You need water moisture to irrigate the plants. And there was no moisture coming from heaven. And and those days too, they did not have the services of pastor wisdom to come and create an irrigation system. So. There was no artificial irrigation in those days. They only depended on the rain that came from heaven. And yet, in the midst of a difficult situation, they were able to, the Bible says, and Isaac sowed in that land, the dry land, and he received in the same year a hundredfold. Why? The Lord blessed him. The God factor in his famine <laughs> made his famine to produce results which had uncommon, uh, which, which, came as, uh, which were an uncommon testimony in his time. In verse 27 of Genesis 30, even his uncle Laban saw him and said, ah, 
And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in the eyes, tarry, for I have learned by experience that Lord has blessed me for your sake. Laban even began to see that this man had carried an uncommon grace. Somebody say grace. Somebody say grace. Listen, when you carry grace, you can become the number one in your field. Even though you are the last person to enter. Grace. Grace. Joseph also carried the same grace upon his life. In Genesis chapter 20, 39, you read from the verse number 2 to the verse number 6, you see the man had uncommon results in his life. The Bible says, and the Lord was with what? Joseph. Genesis 39, verse number 2. And the Lord was with Joseph. The God factor was over there. And he was what? A prosperous man. And he was in the house of his master, the Egyptian. And his master saw that the Lord was with him. Why, how could the master identify that the Lord was with him? Uncommon results were coming out of his life. Every one of the servants, they go and they go and they are given an assignment. The assignment has no work. Only Joseph, when Joseph goes, he begins to succeed. The God factor. The God factor. It brings results that others can see and testify about. Even his master, an Egyptian, not somebody who was acquainted with the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And yet he could see that the man was different. The God factor. Grace is the God factor. Today, as you are hearing the word of God this year, 2023, the God factor is going to cause you to be prosperous. The God factor is going to change situations in your life. The God factor is going to make your business stand out. The God factor is going to make your education stand out. The God factor is going to settle your financial issues. The God factor is going to lift you up. Somebody shout grace. I said shout grace. Listen, don't, don't, when you come to church, be alive. Do you understand me? Be alive. You are not here to flex anybody. Are you understanding me? You are here to receive the grace of God. Are we together? You are here to receive the grace of God. And grace of God comes when we participate in His presence. Because God is here to receive the blessing of our lives. Joseph was a man that had been sold into slavery. And yet he carried on common results. Listen to me. Right where at your, your, at your workplace. You may not even be the most qualified. Maybe there are others who are having HND, others who are having degree, others who are having masters in that workplace. But you see, when you carry grace, grace will beat grades. Grace will beat grades. Grace will beat grades. Listen to me. God is raising a certain generation. And I pray that you will subscribe to that generation who carry a certain anointing that wherever they step into, they begin to become movers and shakers. They begin to leave a trail of success, a trail of glory. God is raising a generation that publishes word, publishes power. The Bible says that once has God spoken and twice have I heard that all power belongs to the Lord. There is a generation that are going to publish the power of God, going to publish uncommon results. I pray that the anointing will come upon you to be a protector in this generation. There is a generation coming where others planted and they failed. They will plant and they will succeed. Where others were unable to go to, they will go to and they will succeed. Where others were stopped, doors will be open for them. Receive this grace upon your life. Listen, it is grace. It is grace. 
it is grace. One of our daughters, uh, Deborah, when you look at her grace from the uh, from senior high school, the school that she has gotten and the course that she's getting, she shouldn't get. Last year she applied by she, she applied based on prophecy and the what she applied. Others were receiving admissions. Others were getting text messages indicating that their their application has been seen and they are they is being processed and we're going to get admissions. She was not getting. She decided to go to the school to ask why I also I also applied. Why am I not being am I not receiving anything? They told her that uh, I think you should forget about it. Why when we look at your reports when we look at your results from the uh, from the senior high school you cannot get the admission you cannot get, you cannot get admission to this school to do the course she came back uh she came to tell me am i am i am i how do you, am i an admission officer or am i a registrar who are, who are those who registrar yeah you 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 have gotten your grades and <laughs> They have told you, the owners of the school have told you. Now you can't tell me. I told them that ah, God has spoken. So let's just believe. 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 <laughs> now, in that situation, the man of God is in a very tight corner. Well, you don't know what you are going to do now because you know you heard from God when God said that this one will go to school this year. But it looks as though the circumstances are not falling in line, are not following the prophecy. I, has anybody been in that situation before where the circumstances are not following the prophecy? It's as though the prophecy is going to the north and the circumstances are going to the south. Listen, keep believing. I said what? Keep believing. I said what? Keep believing. Some of you, you stop believing. You come to church but you don't believe. You know the things that you say in secret. You know the things that you say in your heart. You know the way you carry yourself in discouragement. Some of you, even the things you used to do for God, you stop doing. You stop doing. Why? You are discouraged. Listen to me. You have stopped the clock of your, de- of, your, of your testimony. You have stopped the clock of your testimony. This young lady kept coming to church, kept serving God. She kept believing. She said, ah, once my papa said it, I know it will surely happen. Even though, you see, she, Deborah has some kind of naive faith. She just believes. She just believes. She says that this is a man of God. Once he has spoken it, she just believes. Uh, yeah, she accesses and she comes coming, 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 coming. Just this last month, whilst we're on the first day of our fasting, she went to work and she had a black alert on her phone. She had a phone, bim bim, kinky. If it was China, a Chinese would be chine chine on her phone. She thought it was a momo alert from one of her clients. When she went to check, that was it. They said, Congratulations, you have received admission. The same people that said that her grace do not qualify. Somebody of grace has penetrated. Somebody who carries grace has penetrated. When she went to get her admission letter, they are giving her a course which she had not selected. Say, Papa, this is it. So they've given me a different course. And I said, I sometimes know about getting what you want, Babu. I want what you get. <laughs> amen and amen. But let's enter and let's see what God will do. Let's enter and see what God will do. So she started the process to pay the fees. And while she was paying the fees, there was an opportunity that came that she could change the course. I said, take it. I said, take it. Go ahead and take it. So she asked. They said that she was underage. She couldn't be part of those people. said, no, there's a way. She said, oh, according to her grades, her grades have come up again. The grades that said, they said that because of the grades, she cannot enter the school. Now the grades have come up again. 
There are some demons that are old bones. They never want to go away. They never want to go away. But in this year, 2023, every stubborn demon that has been plaguing your life, we arrest their operations. I said, we arrest their operations. I said, we arrest their operations. Now, before the end of a week, this young lady has sent me a, a, a PDF document and a screenshot. They have changed the course. They have changed the course. Can I tell you something? And believe me when I tell you this. God's grace is too powerful. It can change circumstances and change situations. Anybody who can learn to depend on the grace of God will become a winner in life. Look, it has, when we talk about the grace of God, we are not talking about our own works. We are not talking about our own righteousness. We are talking about the God factor, God's influence in our life that can distinguish us. It is when you begin to acknowledge that it is God. Look at what the scripture says in the book of Romans chapter number 9. He said that it is not of him that will it. It is not of him that desire it. It is not of him that run it. It is not of him that is working. But it is of the mercy of God. God's mercies. Look at the song that we sang. Na yemiye. Na yemiye. Na yemiye. Na yemiye. It is yemiye. In fact, I used to think that it meant his intestines, actually. It's just today. Praise the Lord. Amen. Because I used to like him, my dear. So anytime I see him, nah, my mind goes there fast. Hallelujah. Glory to Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. It is of the goodness of God. The goodness of God. Someone say grace. Somebody say grace. You need to learn to be a product of grace. Look at that. Isaac enjoyed the grace of God. He was promoted. Jacob enjoyed the grace of God. He was promoted. Joseph enjoyed the grace of God. He was promoted. Grace is the access key to a life of testimonies. If you want to have testimonies, you need grace. Look at Abraham. Romans chapter 4. Romans chapter 4. In verse number 1, the Bible says, What shall we say that our father Abraham has discovered? We realize that he discovered faith, and by faith he had access to grace. The verse number 13 of Romans 4 says, For the promise that he should be the heir of the world, the promise that he supposed to be the owner of the world, was not made to Abraham or to his seed through the law. In other words, not through works. But through the righteousness of faith, verse jump to the verse from a season. Therefore, it is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that he might be by grace. The righteousness that he received that made him qualified to become the heir of the promise to inherit the world. The Bible is saying it was not according to the law. Tell somebody it's not according to the law. Look for somebody who you think is sleepy and tell the person it is not according to the law. It is not according to works. It is according to grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. Wake him up. It is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. It is of faith that it might be by grace. Listen to me. Grace is the answer. Brothers and sisters, grace is the answer. Grace is the answer. It might be by grace. You see, grace is the promoter of destiny without qualification. Grace is a lifter. Look at Saul. Look at Saul. The man was a, 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 an ass chaser. His father's donkeys had, was missing. And the father could not get anybody to go and look for the donkeys except the son Saul. 
By the grace of God located him and said, and God told to told Samuel, Go, I have chosen Saul. It, it was grace. The problem with Saul was not that it, it was he was not chosen by grace, he was chosen, but he did not stay in grace. Many of us start by grace and then we won't end up in works. Some of us come to the Lord, we see how God brought us out of our sins and brought us to himself. Now we can pray a little, we think that it's because of our ability to pray for long. We think because of our ability to do so winning and evangelism. We think it's because of our ability to come to the house of God. Somebody said, I even come more than other people. I even come more than other people. I even do this more than other people. Why is it that I'm not getting my miracle? You have moved to the flesh. You started like souls, selected by God. Now you are selecting yourself. Oh foolish Galatians, who has bewitched you? Who has bewitched you? That you start in the spirit and want to end in the flesh. The problem of, of most of God's children. When we begin to acknowledge by grace, everything I have in my life, brothers and sisters, I can tell you it's by grace. It's by grace. God has blessed me. God has helped me. God has shown me kindness. But it is not by the influence of any man I'm telling you the truth. It is not because somebody carried something and to give me some money and said, hey Ben, use this for whatever you are doing. But somewhere, somehow, the influence of God began to bring resources, help from different directions. The grace of God. The grace of God. The grace of God. First of all, nice church where we have disco lights like this. These are LED lights. Nice. Not cheap. It's just the grace of God. It's just the grace of God. For us to have this kind of chairs in such a short time in ministry, not having some, uh, you know, a lot of churches which are doing very well, they have a lot of foreign, foreign help. Maybe there are some members or the man of God has prophesied to somebody in the UK and then the person is sending money or the, and even some pastors will leave their church and will be traveling, going, preaching everywhere, preaching everywhere just because they want to get some dollars and some pounds when they come and need it to Ghana cities. My God. So, for me to be staying right here and still be able to achieve these things, I can only attribute it to one word. God's truth at work in my life. The grace of God. The grace of God, though, I'm telling you. Listen, there's no, there's no, there's nothing that is buried in this ground here. There's nothing. Maybe someone will say, oh, ah. There's nothing. The only sikadro we know is so winning and giving. The only sikadro we know is, 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 is the word of God and prayer. And it works. I said they are working. That is it. And very soon, they are going to see when we start packing overflows. So when we start bringing our cars. When we start arranging chairs everywhere, they will see. That one there, they will say, they will go and say, what a drew? Eh? Moja drew. The moja drew is the, is the inability to go to, go to the house in the night and we are, we are, we are laboring in the night prayer, in prayer. But we cannot have the comfort of our beds. We have bought mattresses and we cannot sleep on them. We cannot sleep on them. They come and tell us that in the Hebrew. We have built houses and we cannot sleep in them. Listen to me. It's just the grace of God. It's just the grace of God. 
Is that the grace of God? Is a promoter of men, of destiny without qualification. I don't know, but the Holy Spirit is speaking to me. There's somebody over here. You think that because you don't have a certain certificate, you may not make it in life. You will make it. I say you will make it. I say you will make it. How are you going to make it? I know. Grace. Grace is your qualification. I said grace is your qualification. Look, when the angel Gabriel was sent to Galilee of Nazareth, looking for a woman over there to release a prophetic word to, the Bible said that he met Mary and said, Ah, Mary, thou art blessed and favored amongst women. That word favored is from the same word grace. Carito, carito. Somebody who has been endued with grace. Somebody who has received the overflow of grace. Somebody who has received abundance of grace. The angel did not come to give her grace. The angel came because she was a woman that was full of grace. It brought me to the place of understanding that angels go to people who are carriers of grace. When you are a carrier of grace, you attract angelic visitation. I remember the story that was told of a certain woman of God, Catherine Coleman of blessed memory. This woman was a carrier of the anointing. She was a carrier of the spirit. She would be in a service and even if one person is sitting in the congregation taking evil thoughts, she will feel it right down the stage and she will say, don't grieve my friend. Who was her friend that she was talking about? Holy Spirit. She could feel the thoughts and emotions in the hearts of people right there on the stage. She was a carrier of the grace of God. One day she was, Catherine was supposed to go for a meeting and they had sparked the car. The car was revving, the car, but the car could not move. The car did not have any problem. The driver went to check the engine, check and try it again. The car would not move. The, Catherine said, that, oh, there's no problem with the car. Anybody who has listened to Catherine Coleman sees how soft her voice is. There's no problem with the car. Ooh. <laughs> Glory to Jesus Christ. When I meet her in heaven, I'll ask her why she turns away. In Ghana, we talk rough. Amen and amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> and she's so happy. <laughs> amen and amen. Hallelujah. In Ghana, the Asian, and I'm, what are you talking about? <laughs> amen and amen. And she said, Oh, it's the angels. And she said, Oh, angels, won't you just lift up? We have to go for this meeting. Angels that were going to visit people. When they saw that Catherine was around, they decided to stop by and say hi. They were sitting in and on the car. But as soon as she said that, they lifted and the car began to move. A carrier of grace attracts angelic visitation. Gabriel did not come to Mary because he was bringing her grace. No, she was a carrier of grace. And that's what attracted the angelic visitation. Look, when you are a carrier of grace, you attract many good things. Yesterday, I was telling the woman about uh, being a, a woman full of grace. And I released some power, powerful points. It's been uploaded on Podbean. Go and listen to it. It will bless you. It will bless you. Those of you who did not join to Walla Walla, I don't know what you are doing. Praise God forevermore. So, grace is so, so important. When you start with grace, stay with grace. David was the least of, of his father's children. And yet, grace located him and separated him. I pray that may grace locate you. Listen, the difference between David and Saul was not because David was more righteous than Saul. The man who even went to take somebody's wife and then not only that, murdered that person and yet God said that this is the apple of my eye. It was because David always said that I, what I have. He said, who am I that you are mindful of me? He said, what is my father's house that you even think about us? 
He said, who am I that you have put me, picked me out of my father's house and picked me out of Israel and made me in charge of your people, is, of your people? Who am I? David always acknowledged the grace of God. David always acknowledged the grace of God. Many of us have gotten to a place we have forgotten how to say, oh, it's just by the grace of God. It's just by the grace of God. A little achievement. A little, what, what, are you, what, are, what is happening to you? Learn to say it's just by the grace of God. Learn to believe it in your heart that it's just by the grace of God. When you begin to acknowledge grace, grace begins well for you. Let me end this message by sharing with you, for, I think, four or so points about how you can provoke grace. Grace is from Jesus Christ. Grace is from God. We read in Second Corinthians chapter number nine, verse eight, that God is able to make grace available. We read in Romans chapter number five, the verse number seventeen, that we receive grace. Where do we receive grace from? Receive grace from God. Receive grace from God. The grace of God unto salvation has appeared unto man. But you see, you can provoke grace and you can increase in grace. There are many things that we receive when we become born again. One of them that we receive is righteousness. Another that we receive is holiness, another that we receive is grace, another that we receive is faith. Look, holiness and righteousness, they are constant. No matter how good you are, no matter how nice you are, no matter how sinful you are, or no matter how bad you behave as a Christian, you cannot become more righteous or less righteous. You cannot become more holy or less holy. It is a gift that has been given to you. But there are some components of Christianity that can be worked on. Number one is your faith. Number two is on the grace that is upon your life. So the Bible tells us that grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Grow in grace. How can you provoke grace to work in your life? How can you provoke the God element to begin to work in your life? The scriptures show us one, the Holy Spirit is a dispenser of grace. He's the very source of grace. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 29. The Bible calls him the Spirit of grace. Zechariah chapter 12 the verse number 10. The Bible calls him the Spirit of grace. So the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of grace and so he can make grace available to you. Without argument, you know, without argument, this tells us that if you spend time with the Holy Ghost, you are going to increase in grace. Anyway, but how do you provoke grace? How do you cause grace to come in your direction? Number one, can I go ahead? Receive Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. If you want that God factor that can change your story, you need to accept Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life. That is the beginning of the journey of grace. If you are here and you have not accepted Jesus Christ, you have not received him as the savior of your soul, you are devoid of grace. Grace has not even started in your life. You are dry and you are empty. You need to receive Jesus as the Lord of your life. The Bible says in Titus 2, the verse number 11, the grace of God that brings us salvation has what appeared unto all men. John 17, verse 3, and this is eternal life, that they may know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. Grace comes from God. When you receive Jesus Christ, you receive grace. You receive grace. So today, if you have not received Jesus Christ, or because of one reason or the other, you have started turning away from the things of God, and you are going your own way before the end of this service, make a decision to give yourself to the Lord. Listen, the only thing that can be a differentiator of men is the grace that they carry. We may be age mates, we may be class mates, we may be grade mates, but we will not be grace mates. We may not be grace mates. We may sit in the same class, 
We may have the same score in the exam, but you see the differentiator oh, of men is the amount of grace that they carry. Romans 5.17, they that receive abundance of grace. In other words, it's how much you carry. If I can receive one cup and you can receive two cups, there will be a differentiation. We are all having the gift of righteousness. We are all born again. At what will cause one to rise up and will see his glory above the other? How much grace have you received? How much grace have you collected? Listen to me. Grace is available for collection. Can I show you? One, I'll give you one scripture already. Romans chapter 5 verse 16. Look at this scripture. Hebrews chapter 4, the verse number 16. Romans 5 17. Hebrews 4 16. Hebrews 4 16. The Bible says, Let us therefore do what? Come boldly unto what? The throne of grace. There is a throne of grace. A place where you can receive grace from. And what did he say? That we may what? Obtain. Collect mercy. And what will find grace. That we may lambano mercy. And find grace. So grace is available. You have to find. And take it for yourself. To help in time of need. So there is grace for everything that you need. Second Corinthians chapter 9 states. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. So there is grace available for collection. How much can you take? How much can you take? The amount of grace that you can take will determine the level you operate in life. The amount of grace. Lift up your hand. Say, Lord, give me more grace. Say, Lord, give me more grace. Listen, until you become, uh, you become hungry for grace, you'll be stagnant in life. Until you become hungry for grace, you'll not see any progress in life. Hear you me. Believe you me. I know what I'm talking about. The grace of God can change your level. And I pray for somebody under the sound of my voice. Let grace abound over your life. So number one, receive the Lord as your life. As the Lord Jesus as your Savior. Number two, humility. Humility. Look at the example of Ruth. Ruth was a widow. And she was separated from her people. Living in a land that was not her land. But her humility opened doors for her. Now she, now we know her as a great, great, great grandmother of the Lord Jesus Christ. What a powerful genealogy to be a part of. What a powerful family to be a part of. Yes, Ruth was a Moabite. Do you know the Moabites were one of the cursed people of God? Even how they came into being was a curse. An incestuous relationship. And yet, grace, whoever thought that somebody who came as a result of incest, will become a grandmother of Jesus Christ, the Savior of the world. Look at Rahab. Look at Rahab, a prostitute. A prostitute. Yet, she became part of the genealogy of Jesus Christ. Listen to me. You are, you are, you are not out of the race yet. I say you are not out of the race yet. I say you are not out of the race yet. Maybe you are looking at yourself and you are thinking, that, oh, I'm not good enough. Listen to me. There are examples that tell us if you can receive grace. Humility. Opens you to the doors of grace. First Peter chapter 5 verse 5 and 6. Likewise you younger submit yourselves unto the elder. That was what Ruth was doing. She was submitting herself to Naomi. Some of us over here. You, are, you don't know how to submit yourself to other, other people. Some of us over here. You are in a department. But you don't even know how to respect the head of that department. You are not going to receive grace. Some of you over here, even as your pastor, I will give you an instruction, but you don't know how to follow that instruction. You are, it, it is a lack of humility. It says, submit yourselves unto the elder. Listen to me. 
the word of God outlines everything that we need to know. There are things you can never get by prayer. The word of God shows you how to get them. So you decide that you'll be disobedient, but oh, because you are fasting and you are praying, or because you are sowing seed, so the other parts will be circumvented. No. God shows us what to do. What did I say? God shows us what to do. You are not submissive to instructions. So that be submissive. Give me as back the scripture, please. Be submissive unto the elder. Yeah, all of you be subject one to another. So here yeah, it's another level of sub- submission. You don't respect your brothers. You see somebody because, oh, because you went to school more than that person. Now you don't recognize the person. Because you think that, oh, you dress better than a person, you say, now you look down on the people. Some of us even get in groups and we gossip about other people. The other day, I was doing some visitation, and one, one of the people who, are, who, have, who have not been coming to church, they're always telling me that they'll be coming, they'll be coming, they'll be coming. Ask me, sir, why is it that in the church, the, the, the gossip, the, the, in the church there's so much gossip? Why is that in the church there's so much gossip? So she's not saying it directly, but she's saying it directly. Why, the reason why she has stopped coming to church. I see the amazing thing about it is that she too also she gossips about other people. You see how human beings we are. We expect to be excused, but we don't excuse others. That's the, that is the funny thing about human beings. We expect that when we do something wrong, people should understand us, but we don't know how to understand other people. I told her that it's not in the church. It's human beings everywhere. It's no more in the church. It's because the church, we are close groups, so you see things more. But there are gossips everywhere. Once there are human beings around, there are people who talk about other people. She was looking at me. But it happens in the church, actually. And as a church, you realize that because of your gossiping, you are driving a soul out. Because you are not... And why will you gossip about that person? Because you have not allowed that person to be a part of your family. So we come to church and people have their groups. They have their friends that they flow with. They have their, their people that they work with. If they are from Kanishi, they won't work with only Kanishi people. If you are from Fadama, they won't work with only Fadama people. Listen to me, you are spoiling the work of God. You are spoiling the work of God. If you this person, my, if you are a sibling, you want to flow with only your, you are spoiling the work of God. Because these ones, we, 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 we dress similarly. And so we, we form the, the nice smelling squad. You are spoiling the work of God. What did I say? You are a church killer. You are spoiling God's work. So first time has come. And they don't find a family. They don't find a family. That person is not in my department. So I, I, we don't flow with that person. Don't you know that we are one family in Christ? I said, don't you know that we are one family in Christ? You are spoiling the work of God. You are spoiling God's work. You are spoiling God's work. Sometimes right from the top to the members, we are doing that. And because of that, when people come to church, they are not able to flow. It's sometimes a breakthrough before we even get one person to non-penetrate. And that one, maybe that person, God has put something in the person's heart. It's not because of us. Somebody told me something the other day. said, Pastor, I'm staying in church because I like you and I like your preaching. But when I look at the attitude of some of my brothers and sisters, I should have left already. But I like you and I feel that this is where God wants me to be. It shouldn't be that way. People should stay in the church because of us. Not just because of the preaching. 
So if a day comes and there is no preaching, when somebody comes to church, they should still know that they have come to church because of how we carry ourselves. We are humble, submissive to one another. Some of us even come to church, we don't know how to greet. I have to remind people to greet me. Are you understanding me? No. It's not one person. It's several people. We don't know how to greet. We see people, we don't know how to greet them. Sometimes we see elderly people and we pass by. I've received a lot of reports from the elders, older people in the church. How sometimes church members, church leaders, they can pass by and they don't even know how to do not how to catch it. We are a pride that is eating us. You know, I say, oh, hello, good afternoon. Your, your back will break. Exercise, huh? <laughs> it's exercise, ah. With a it's exercise. Humility brings grace. We are not humble to each other. Some of us think that, oh, we are more beautiful than other people. You have stood where you are and you have, you have assessed the, the shape of the person's feet. Oh, my feet is more perfect than this person. It sounds funny, but it is true. On this lesson, I am meeting in tea. Means meaning in flow. He said, be subject one to another. You know, we are all coming from different backgrounds. So, there are some things that are nice for me. But then they may not be the things that are nice for you. So, naturally, if I see, you see, I, I, if I see you doing those things, I'll say, ah, no, 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 this person doesn't know how to do things right. But you, to, to you, that's the nicest way of doing it. And then I start looking down on you. I've made a mistake. I've made a mistake. Have a big heart to be able to tolerate and accept everybody in the house of God. And don't spoil the work of God. Like somebody said that, why should he be wearing uh, sneakers as a pastor? Like I wanted to do full regalia, but I said, I have to temper it, so I have to wear traditional top to balance. So that, but those who say that, uh, then, yeah, then we are all flowing like that. <laughs> but I should have seen me with my chains and then I'll be coming. Hey! <laughs> I want to give the Lord a shout of praise. <laughs> I, mean, I don't have any chain anywhere. <laughs> it's now that I'm looking for some to buy. That who can help me to buy some? Who can show me where I can get some top chains, some top chains, and I'll be carrying myself? What are you talking about? Hey, somebody, somebody said that me. No, 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 no. You only wear, you only wear ring on your ring finger, and then you see, you see a lady wearing rings. Ah, so sad girl sleeping here. You are spoiling the work of God. you've been to me in your fashion. You are spoiling the when you see everybody, love everybody. Your hairstyle is not the only kind of hairstyle there is. So there are different kinds of hairstyles. The American hairstyle, there's Latin hairstyle, there's Angola hairstyle. You see, look at her sister, so beautiful. This one is also what beautiful. All of them are what? Beautiful. Amen and amen. I like natural. You don't like natural. We, there's no problem. 
Oh, what do you think? We are flowing like that. We are flowing like that. I, just, I don't like smiling. She's smiling. Isn't it? <laughs> Amen. Give the Lord a shout and celebrate the Lord. We are all children of God. What do you do? You understand me? Yeah. Do you know that some people they are trained, they don't smile a lot. You know, somebody actually told me that hey, me and my brothers, we are, we are, we are, we are we're always smiling. I said, that's how they train us. We're trained to always be showing that. So if you see my family, you may think that we are tuk-tuk. But we have, we have achieved more than you have achieved. You understand me? But we have achieved more than you have achieved. The fact that some, you see, some are uh, confrontational, others are not. There's nothing wrong. Everybody and how God has made them to be. Flow and accept everybody. What I say, flow and accept everybody. Amen and amen. You see, powerful hairstyle. Powerful hairstyle. Everything we are all flowing. What did I say? He says somebody does Rasta and comes to the church. And then he says, hey, look at, look at. Powerful. Powerful. And then, because you, your own, every day, your father says, downcast, downcast. You want to force us all to the ground. Jaisa. Kachirobi said, Jaisa. Subject one to another. Amen and amen. Somebody's wearing coats. Somebody's not wearing coats. All of it. Powerful. Colorful hair. Black hair. Powerful. Somebody say powerful. Look to somebody beside you and tell the person you are powerful. Say I love you the way you are. Now, nah, if the person cannot tell you, that should tell you. That should tell you. I said tell somebody I love you the way you are. And free the Yemen and so I can tell someone I love you the way you are. Give a clap of praise to Jesus. And the Bible says, and when we do this and we are clothed with humility, God will bless us. He said, He God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. He gives grace to the humble. There's number says, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up in due time. Hallelujah. This all time will allow us. Uh, there are some deeper things I wanted us to go into. We have about three points. I'll move it to Tuesday. I'll move it to Tuesday. But I think what we are ending today is a good note. That we should be subject one to another. That we should be humble. We should be humble. Don't become the church and nobody can approach you. In your, in your, in your bit. To have self-dignity, don't spoil the work of God. Fine. But don't do it in a way that now nobody can approach you. Nobody can even come and share their heart with you. Nobody can find a friend in you. Are we together? Open up your hearts. Love everybody. We are one family. It's only the church. That is the institution that God raises even above the family level. Jesus said, who is my mother? Who is my brother? Who is my sister? You over here. You are my mother, my brother, my sister. It's only the church. It's only the church. It's only the church. So when we come to church, please, we are 
closer than even blood. Amen and amen. Let us flow. Tell someone, let us flow. Tell someone, let us flow. Say, I love you. I need you. You need me. We are all a part of Christ's body. Shall we on our feet? Stand with me. Agree with me. We are all a part of Christ's body. We hope that you've been blessed by this message. For more inquiries, visit our website www.emenezaokronipa.com or call 0546-36-3957. God bless you.